your appreciated movie podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Oh my god, he pushed the button and I started yawning. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carla. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have a donut. <laughs> and action adventure. Yeah, that too. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week. On, on the podcast. <laughs> is Tony's pick? 2019's Bright Burn. Which we almost had that whole almost, opening down. Man, so and then close. we oh. fucked it up. I fucked it up. I did too. All I right. looked at both of them we, and they looked at me and they... <laughs> What's funny is Tony had his note out, but he wasn't reading don't, from Don't it. blame just Delayed. I was just Look, as guilty. Much like your category action adventure, every episode on this podcast has all kinds of weird actions and lots of adventures. Yeah. And it could have smoothly gone this week. On the podcast, and but I no. just didn't do it. <laughs> you were looking at me, right at me. Could so we, I thought I was supposed to be next. Right to the eyeball. We don't like go in any particular order ever. It's not like it's very un, very unscripted. The show. We're very unprofessional. That's how we like. But it. if you want a professional on podcast, you should listen to one where they have maybe a Patreon, so they spend money <laughs> on their podcast, where they edit and have sound equipment. That's not. We a, never ask you for money. Or anything. So just tell two friends, listen to the episode, and that's all we really require. If we asked them for money, we'd have to stop eating on the podcast. Oh, right. Shit. Mm-hmm. We've had that request before. Can you guys stop eating during the podcast? Can you not stop eating for an hour? I don't know. Our like, number he's one, got a point. <laughs> our number one fan, Audra, says she thinks it's funny. Mm. <laughs> well, this has came out in 2019, and it, Rotten Tomatoes have it at 57%. Just snuck it in. Yeah. It's 67% audience score, mm-hmm. and Metacritic gave it 44%. There you go. Budget was between 6 and $12 million. We don't wow. know. Wow. Wait a minute. Between 6 and twice that. <laughs> we don't know. That's a big gap. And the box office, it pulled in $32.9 million. Okay. okay. It was written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. So I don't, I don't remember there being a lot of um, advertising for this, so they probably made some money. It was a little bit. I remember it. Because I was kind of hyped about it, but it was nowhere near. I remember no. you being hyped about it. It wasn't actually. like Black Widow. Yeah, no, no, or any Marvel, anything. I do you remember these you talking about quite a bit. James Gunn's brothers. Yeah, Mark and Brian Gunn. Is but, but from, not the gun from Gilmore Girls that's in all of his movies. Which his brother that is in all of his movies. Oh no no not that not that brother. I'm how sorry, many, did a mutiny. How many gun brothers <laughs> are there? There's a lot of guns. A lot of young four. guns. <laughs> but these guys are wrote, they pals? <laughs> Course. They wrote uh, Bring It On Again, they, that oh, old chestnut. Mm-hmm. That classic. And Journey to the Center of the Earth 2. That classic. Was, Where they handed him a script said, see, this is what we just did. Make one like that. Yeah. There's five of them. Wow. Wow. James, Sean, Patrick, Matt, and Brian. There's five Gun Brothers. They had to be directors. Or that cowboys. sounds like a movie title. The Gun <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> five Gun Brothers. So which one is Kurt? I'm listening. <laughs> what did the Five Gun Brothers do? Rob Banks. Quentin Tarantino should get on this. This should be his, his magnum. <laughs> Which like one the is the... I think that's Sean. Oh, okay. Like, this is some shit he could do. That would be his... I, you know what? I'll movie. tell you. Anybody ordered fried sauerkraut? <laughs> this is directed by David Yaroveski. Speaking of Quentin Tarantino, I heard he's going to remake Reservoir Dogs as his last movie. Yeah, he said he wasn't. 
Is he not going to do that now? Yeah. yeah. Like, you wanted to do it. Sean is the one that's in all of cast the movies. movies. Yeah. I, when I heard that, I was like, no. I'm like, you, he you'll fucking ruin like. it. Because <laughs> that was low budget and it was awesome. Yeah. If you try to, it'll be a big budget and it'll be not as good. Yeah. He, uh, David directed um, a movie called The Hive and The Belko Experiment. The Hive? Why does that sound familiar? No. Mm-hmm. This movie stars Elizabeth Banks. Welcome um, back to the podcast. Was she? Slither. Oh, yes, yeah, right. And definitely, maybe. You know who was in the hive? Sean Gunn. Oh. Ah. Because <laughs> I clicked on it. And she's also in Hunger Games and 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. It's also... And the new Charlie's Angels. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, you're sexist. That's true. It's well, I haven't. Oh, you're she's sexist. sexist. David Denman, from, mostly from The Office and uh, Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. And Buffy, or Angel. He was on there a little bit. Jackson Dunn from Avengers Endgame. He played uh, young Scott Lang from the time jumps. Mm. Oh, the David yeah. David Deniman, sorry, he's mm-hmm. welcome back to the podcast. Is he? Yes. He played the deaf guy on The Replacements. Yes. Ah. Uh, welcome back. Looked at that earlier. Yep. And Michael Rooker, who's in all of the Guns movies. Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. I was looking at the and cast. I was like, Michael Rooker's in this? He's always in the gun movies. So he's like, well. <laughs> Michael Rooker's in a lot of stuff. That too. He was in the new If you're um, not sure Suicide what to pick squad. for the podcast, yeah. you could and just go like, He's going to die. How do you know? Because what he's doing right now is the only thing in the trailer. <laughs> like, the only thing I'm going to show him is him walking right here, right now. He's dying. And about two seconds later, he was dead. We have not talked about that yet at all. The new Suicide, Suicide squad? squad? Yeah. We could do that later. Tony watched it. I didn't. I'm just saying, we, yeah, we, we haven't yet. discussed it. I feel like oh, we need to. You remember the first one? It's a lot like that. <laughs> it's not. Tony it liked is. it. It's um, not. It's like, hey, you know, um, you know the, um, what's his name? Uh, Deadshot? Yeah. Well, there's a guy just like him, and that was called Bloodsport. I, I mean, watched there's just, the first, uh, what, oh, 10 minutes? Bloodshot, not yeah. Bloodsport. That's a different movie. Till, till everybody Til it's thinks it's going to be in it dies, and then... Crew number two comes in. That's when I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think going into this movie? I was invited movie? out to breakfast. Carly. <laughs> I thought Tony's been talking about wanting to do this movie for a long time. Somehow, I have not retained any details about it. So, <laughs> he goes, do you remember what this is about? I said, nope. <laughs> John? I remember thinking, I haven't seen this. And I wanted to see this because this is more realistic. Like if an alien lands on Earth with infinite power, they're going to be a bad guy. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I thought, okay, so I know this is supposed to be bad Superman. I probably could like that. Well, they don't land in Smallville. They land in Brightburn. And then I asked John if he had seen it and he said no. And there was a point, I can't remember at what point in the movie, but I was like, oh, this is the bad Superman yeah. movie. And I, it might have been halfway through. I don't <laughs> All right, well, I have two reviews. Okay. One is from, the first one is from Dogmatic Dogs, Clever. May 2019. He said, I went into this movie with very le- low expectations as the trailer seemed rather weak. They used a child star, and I was concerned that they would try to temper the horror to make it kid-friendly. I thought they might try to add some comedy to the movie, which I think ruins horror movies. Boy, I was wrong. This was very dark, disturbing, and horrifying. No happy moments. No trying to preach or trying to teach us any lesson. No comedy, just horror. 10 out of 10. 
And then, I'm not going to say this right name wrong, Rajnish Guputa, 42809. 07052. Uh, seriously, want to rant a lot, but I'll settle with, I want to unsee this movie. <laughs> <laughs> One out of ten stars. At I least want... he rated it appropriately. I want to unsee this movie. I want to unsee this movie. You know what? I want to unsee this movie. There's so a lot bad. of movies I want Seven to unsee. <laughs> I could do that. There was a point in this movie where Tony was like, okay, don't watch this part. And so he kept looking at me like to make sure I wasn't peeking. I'm like, you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me not to watch, I'm just looking at you <laughs> until you tell me it's okay. You don't have to keep looking at me. I'm not looking. <laughs> I will tell you, there was a point where I had a deep examination of my Raisin Nut brand cereal. <laughs> and I said, look, John, Raisin Nuts. <laughs> well, the, the film starts, and I'm like, good Lord, five trailers before this. Mm. But then I remember Kevin Smith movies where there's 30 trailers, and I don't feel as bad. Mm. The story begins at the Briar Farm. Tori and Kyle are pre-smashing. Mm-hmm. Around the room, we see a large collection of pregnancy and fertility books. Tori gets out of bed because she feels some rumblings, and it isn't Kyle's hammer. Hello! A large crash falls outside. The power goes out. And through their window, they see a crashed meteor. You know the setup. Mm-hmm. I could not <laughs> Every really? other American knows I the setup. I know. I just completely forgot that this was a Superman story. Oh, okay. We cut to various baby videos of the little tyke growing up, eating, crawling, playing, all that stuff. And then we get 10 years later. Um, it's morning on the bear, on the briar, briar, I keep wanting to say bear, <laughs> on the briar farm. Tori yells for young Brandon to get ready for school. He's hiding. They play this game where mama has to find him by whistling, kind of like Marco Polo. And mm-hmm. he whistles back. I was like, I would not have patience. I'm not a morning person. No. No. Just come the fuck out. Luckily, <laughs> luckily you usually don't wake up till 12. So you can be an afternoon person. So Tori checks under the bed. Without the city people. Luckily, you don't sleep in the morning. Um, around the house, no luck. Brandon's response, Whistle leads her to the large barn where he jumps out, scaring her. They hug and she kisses his head. Tori and Brandon walk out of the barn. Kyle comes over and he's pissed. Brandon is in the barn, but hides it. Just warns him again to stay out of there. We cut to Brandon at school where we get the science foreshadowing class that all horror movies and sci-fi movies have. The class is learning about insects, specifically bees and wasps. A certain type of wasp tricks or forces other insects to raise its babies for them before they kill them all and take over their nest. A fat kid makes fun of... Uh, Brandon, Brandon, because he knows about bugs. Because he knows about bugs and because in movies there's bad bully rules where you let a 500-pound kid make fun of you. Right. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't make up enough jokes at you <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, all right, tons of fun. Let's yeah, just get back to you later. What's your belt size? Died Equator? <laughs> you know, I, I, I heard he once fell down and skinned his knee. I found out his blood type was Rocky Road. Damn. I heard he jumped in the air and got stuck. Or when he sits around the house, that motherfucker sits around the house. I heard his class photo was an aerial view. But anyway. <laughs> we could probably do this for a while. <laughs> Which seems so. <laughs> but it is funny, like, when they have the bully is just the fat kid, because you would think the fat kid's the one getting bullied. Yeah. Or the bully's like some little skinny kid. That's why I liked it. That kid was scary. 
Yeah, and that yeah, kid was, was scary. Thanks for bringing that up. Cut, yeah. Who well, got a knife and he was carving shit in your chest? Even, even without the knife, he was still pretty fucking scary. And he's punching people and screaming in their face. But a lot of movies, it's like, there's it's three just, little skinny kids beating up this kid who's relatively good-sized. What is the problem? Yeah, I didn't have it. But, but anyway, there's a girl in his class, um, Caitlin, I think her name is. She sticks up for him and talks to him a little bit, so he gets smitten. He's a smitten kitten. Back at the Kent farm, or Brewer farm. <laughs> Briar farm. Briar farm. It's evening. Brandon sleeping. Any of those farms. Back at the farm. Pepperidge Farms. We don't know. <laughs> well, Pepperidge Farm remembers, though. Well, that's true. But Tony doesn't. No, Tony doesn't. <laughs> Tony can't read. <laughs> Brandon is sleeping, and Tori's doing some uh, decompressioning by listening to music and painting on canvas. Yeah, she's one of those... Um, artists yeah. but it's I not have... very good art like she's not painting and it's all cool. over the house yeah. i felt like the opening of this movie i was real judgy like yeah opening scene i'm like look at that house and look at that mailbox no <laughs> she was very upset by the just painting of, of briar or whatever on the mailbox i'm like out front of that like... house and she's a painter that is not what their mailbox i was like. upset by that <laughs> weird dress she was wearing when she went in the barn to to find her her kid that's hiding then from i'm like no we're not playing hide and seek first thing in the morning i was and upset because i put it in the wrong the movie the dad is like <laughs> stay out of the barn also let's go back to the house and i'll make breakfast i'm like i'm sorry this farmer yeah, but that's, has been doing fucking chores all morning he a, is not making y'all breakfast but that's, a thing, that's a thing in movies actually don't be judging because he's a good dad <laughs> he is a good dad but he's busy she's not out there helping he's him. probably been <laughs> up since 4 a.m and this is 11 i know and later at oh, some point he's up at 10 30 i'm like no he is not <laughs> but that's a thing in movies that i see all the time that drives me crazy even more than leaving the front door open and everything is was she born in that barn yeah was <laughs> is there's a whole a whole lot of movies they'll be like hey the kids get up and we all hang out and stuff let's make breakfast and then we're gonna sit around I'm like no motherfucker who does that get your ass out of fucking school man but every movie, it's get like up, they just eat breakfast, they have all this out. time. Apparently, everyone gets up at four in the morning and just hangs out well, for a couple hours. they do not. Instead of seven fifty nine to be at the bus at eight oh three. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because it's funny. I get up two hours before at I have least. to be at least so that I can sit around before no, 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 I get ready. No, with the whole thing. Because because the house till seven. She's but getting up at four. Because you do that when your kids were in when school? Cross, Gwen got up at the last possible second. Yeah. But there was a period of time when Cross would get up at 6 a.m. every single day of what the week. What time do you have to be at school? Not till like, like eight fucking o'clock. 8 o'clock. Oh, wow. So you just hung. Yeah, so he would just like get up get and he would hang out in his room 45 and minutes early. <laughs> but... I have no comment about when I get to work. I don't the know thing that me out, so I can have alone time in my classroom before anybody arrives. But, but uh, she's like, "You're gonna be late for school," and then Dad's like, "I'm gonna make waffles." That, yeah, yeah. It was. I felt very judgy in the first ten yeah. minutes of this movie. Like, I was like if nope, Dad's gonna nope, make waffles, which is perfectly fine, he would have started them ten yeah. minutes ago, and he would have been like, "Go get your kid. I made waffles." <laughs> Well, inside the barn, something begins to glow red and pulsate, making an odd, mumbled voice sound in another language. Tori's radio begins to hiss and pick it up, too. Uh, she smacks it to no effect. Did you get the same feeling that I did from uh, Man of Steel when it was Zod? Yeah. Like, it's Zod. It's 100% Zod. <laughs> so Brandon's in bed. He begins to convulse. 
he awakens, uh, his eyes glow red, and he drags his red blanket behind him. Which and was kind of cool, because it looked like a cape. It looks like a cape, yeah. I was like, wow, they might as well just put an S on that motherfucker's chest. <laughs> he opens his window and falls out. A loud thud outside is heard by Tori, and she rushes outside to see what is up. And constantly is like, Brandon, it's yeah. like, how would you know it's your 12-year-old who fell out of a window? <laughs> she looks around, sees nothing, uh, but the swing set is swinging, and uh, she's like, whatever, and returns to the house when something moves by her too fast to see. And this is me, again, being super judgy, because I'm like, why are your clothes still hanging out in the middle of the night? They're going to be all dewy and wet in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was thinking. <laughs> All right, see. Didn't occur to me. No, didn't think see, of it either. Now that that's true. <laughs> that's true. You don't leave your clothes on the clothesline because you get the fresh mornings due when you're under rules. Which I, my mom used to put clothes on the clothesline. You, you definitely don't want to do that. If you forget, they're totally you have to rewash them. Um, but the thing that I was thinking is, I saw something out of the corner of my eye move really fast. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to walk through the clothes and the clothesline. Nope. No. And I was like, way. And I said Halloween. to Tony, where's your husband? Oh, yeah, he's asleep. But he's not. Well, he may have gotten up, though, because of the ruckus. But I'm just saying, you, you know what? If I don't know what that was, I'm not walking through the sheets. Nope. The only time you run through the sheets is when you're five and you're playing Mm-hmm. And your mom's gonna yell at you. So what the fuck? Yeah, because those are my clean sheets, bitch. She should not sleep like in them. Story that's happened. Laying <laughs> <laughs> out of the sheets. It's I wasn't doing anything, mommy. It's fun. I didn't do it, mommy. Well, because kids are dirty and your it sheets are clean. It was Audra made me do it. <laughs> I think she sold her uh, Audra. Oh yeah. Oh wow. She got that middle child privilege. Damn. She put sand in my diaper. It wow. was Alba. Alba made me do it's it. It's all coming out. See, both hands in my diaper. She wouldn't let me see who was at the front door one time. I bit her in the butt. I was like three. Damn. I've heard that story before. That's a good one. I, it might have traumatized Audra for life. I don't know. <laughs> well, you bit her in the ass. It's one of the things I remember, and I have a shit memory. I don't remember shit. She doesn't remember my name half the time. Damn. Well, Tori uh, searches the grounds, and finally the barn. She finds Brandon in there, yanking on the locked doors. In a bit of a daze. Mm, he's like mm-hmm. mumbling or like grunting. and I think he's speaking the freaky language. Yeah. I think he's like mumbling. We Tor- need the sequel so we figure all these fucking things out. Tori know. touches him uh, and he comes out of his trance, frightened, unaware of his location. How did I get here? Tori confronts him. You're sleepwalking. What was I doing? She returns him to bed and sings to him, sings him to sleep. Bob Marley's Every Little Thing's Gonna Be Alright. Oh, no worry. And then she breaks into I'll City of Crime. <laughs> but uh, Kyle gets up and asks what happened. Just the facts, ma'am. Nothing. He was just sleepwalking. Where? That's a big deal. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. If yeah. your kid starts sleepwalking, he was just sleepwalking. That's a big deal. I did some sleepwalking um, as a child. Out of his it's a big deal. Window. <laughs> she lies to her husband about where she found him. I'm like, wow, way to get you know take the lead on my well, least favorite character. Him, she doesn't yeah. want him to uh, bring up the barn. We both know. That we have alien baby. Okay? Right. We both... So if our alien baby starts acting weird... Oh, I thought you were talking about real life. I was like... <laughs> you need to tell your Coming spouse. Coming out in August? Yeah. Audra, please, Audra yeah. I want to text my If Tony and I got an alien baby so tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> and then started acting weird, then he's going to know every little thing I see that I think is weird. <laughs> but, but, like, 
Am I, I don't think I would be concerned that John would want to kill our alien baby if it started malfunctioning. <laughs> but I would think that we would both need to know so that we could watch out. So our alien baby has started sleepwalking. We both need to know this yeah. so that when alien baby disappears, like, I mean, this is stuff we need to know. I would also tell alien baby that's an alien. When, how old does alien baby need to be for seven. you to tell alien baby that it's seven. an alien? Seven. Seven is the appropriate seven. number to find out your alien baby. Yeah, seven. Okay. Young enough to work, to, not too big of a deal and traumatizing, but old enough to understand that you're a little bit different. Okay. Well, I can see that, there? actually. I'm thinking about, like, the appropriate age. You don't want to wait too long, otherwise you get a bad reaction, hence this movie. Yeah, if, you don't want to do it when they're hopped up on hormones. Yeah. But and you, you don't do want to do it yeah. when they're so young that they're just going to be like, I'm an alien at school. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they do, everyone's like, okay. <laughs> Actually, if Seven. a six-year-old starts telling everybody they're an alien, then they're just going to go, okay, sure you are. Pat you on the head. like, Because yeah. little kids are like Seven. that. I, I feel like that's that's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> well, the next day... Colin, We've solved that puzzle. Yeah. next day, Kyle and Brandon are outside repairing a door that fell off a shed. Kyle explains that he didn't know anything about being a dad, but he knows about candy, and he gives Brandon a piece. Brandon's happy. Kyle asks Brandon if uh, he could go cut the lawn, and Brandon says, yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> we go, we go to him sleep, uh, struggling, the hiccups. struggling to, with a I'm pulse. scare you. I'm pregnant. <laughs> with an alien baby. With an alien baby. Oh, my God. You're the astronaut's wife? We're going to name it Jorel. Brandon is struggling with a pool starter mower. We've all been there. After and I'm like, Stop. how big is your lawn that you're going to mow it with that? Yeah. Well, no, because he's only like going to mow our lawn with that. <laughs> he's not mowing everything. He seems to only be mowing, like, the fenced-in bit that's considered the yard. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not... They like, should still have a fucking tractor for the rest of that. There's clearly a the yard. fence. Because <laughs> yeah. so, he throws it over the fence. Well, I think we're going to get a riding mower, by the way. For our my yards? Have one. My dad oh. loves it. But my mom you, still has to go around with the push mower to. in the corner. Well, then I'll mow it. <laughs> oh, yeah? I can start mowing the lawn. All it's right, fine. fine. The mo- lawn needs to be mowed. Yeah, well, your son still lives here, so it's his job. This year I started paying a guy. I can give you his card. <laughs> but not for mowing. He's not that expensive. <laughs> he mows and trims. <laughs> Our son is not trim. <laughs> no, I actually trimmed yesterday. Kid doesn't do the trim. <laughs> I trimmed yesterday, and he came went out this morning to go running, and he's looking. He's like, "Fuck!" And next, because you can see like the little grass clippings, and he's like, "The mow's not the lawn's not mowed, but the trimming done." Next time, so he's the, trimming our bushes <laughs> and taking it away. <laughs> okay, see, see, now yes. I want to make some dirty joke about trimming your bush. Oh, <laughs> because John and I have been making a lot of jokes about bush. <laughs> it's important to trim your bush. Have you seen in front of the house the length of bush is out of control? <laughs> After the 80th year, bush coming out everywhere. Can you trim that fucking bush? Brandon oh. gets frustrated. I mean, look at my bush. My bush and is right next to the lawnmower. Over the fence. I can't. And like half the football field yeah. away over the fence. Yeah. He walks and I'm over like, to how it. are you going to hide that from your dad? Where did his dad go? <laughs> also, he walks over to it and the lawnmower is now on. What? And upside down. Yeah. No. What? It is not. It is not on. <laughs> I guess if it started when he pulled it and it landed on the gas. Yeah, but in order, in order for it to stay on, 
the thing usually has to be That's depressed. Uh -huh. Yes, but as it flew through the air, what was keeping that depressed? Wind resistance? Yes. <laughs> he threw pretty hard. He did throw pretty hard. <clears throat> Brandon looks at the spinning blade and wonders, and he looks at his hand. We hear the alien voice mumble. He reaches in and grabs the blade. Yeah, with I, didn't, his bare hands. I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't. I couldn't Breaking look. the mower without a scratch on it. I know we were Superman, but I still couldn't look. I was like, oh. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, what did you think was happening? I still looked, and this might have been the point where I realized it, because... You had took me this long to figure but out But I was Superman. like... You're sure you're dating Tony? Yes, but sometimes... <laughs> this Tony? Look, I've been having well, some back pain. You have to understand, I've been taking when you a watch a movie, ibuprofen. it's like... When she watches a movie, it's like, <laughs> oh, is a movie on? I'm, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, oh is something man. happening? Oh. But I'm like, how are you going to I wonder what that's like. like. Uh, <laughs> um, you actually do that too sometimes, so fuck But you. I can multitask. Oh. But I'm like, how are you going to explain this busted-ass blade to your dad now, too? Where yeah, did his right? dad go? And who <laughs> mowed that lawn? Yeah. Because if you came home and if you said to your kid, are you going to mow that lawn? And he says, I got that, Dad. And then you leave, and you come back, and nobody mowed the lawn. You know what we do? We say, hey, Cross, you're supposed to mow the fucking lawn. What happened? I mean, I guess he could have just straightened it back out and mowed the lawn. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he did. We didn't see it. But is he only strong when the... It's happening. And we didn't see any ramifications when the, when the of when this lawnmower incident. It's happening? <laughs> like, we haven't seen him... He wasn't... Well. Like, he's doing the pull mower, and he isn't, he's only strong when he throws it, like, like I mean. He doesn't pull the cord out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he's not across the world. always strong, I guess. At this point. Well, we cut to Weird. his birthday. His mom, dad, aunt, and Uncle Noah are there. His uh -huh. aunt was in Palm Springs. Welcome back to the podcast, well, even though that episode didn't air. <laughs> it did exist. We did create it, and she was the annoying girlfriend. Allegedly. Allegedly. The one that gets mad when he breaks up with her because she was fucking someone else. He won't bring up with me! Waitress, waitress. Are you cheating on me? No, silly. You're cheating on me. <laughs> the waitress brings him a dessert. You watch that movie. It's pretty good. With a candle on it. And they sing happy birthday. He's mad because it's a Sunday for babies. And his dad's like, well, I'll eat it. Yep, I'm right there with his dad. Me yes, too. Me too. If you don't want it, I'll take yeah, it. See, that's that thing we were talking about earlier. Kids get embarrassed. Grown-ups are like, more ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He blows out the candle and his aunt, who's the teacher mm -hmm. as well, counselor. Well, says, I had a hard time placing. Like, I know her from something. Royal Pains. Nope, yeah. Also says, Royal Pains. Says she's very proud of Brandon. He's testing at the highest tiers of the whole school. He's in one-tenth of one percent. He's a little super genius. His Uncle Noah gives him a present. Brandon opens it up. It's a small rifle. Kyle is upset. Why? They, they live in Kansas, right? Apparently they talked the, about this and said no guns yet. This isn't California. He's too young. He's 12. Brandon this says, is too, Kansas. Too young for guns. I believe they get issued guns with their birth certificates in Kansas. My thing was is... It's not Texas. It's is Kansas. You, when he pulled the box on the table, you're like, what else did you think this was? Like skis? This is a <laughs> giant-ass fucking box that looks exactly like a gun box. I was like, what did you think this might be? I do you want to know what I thought it was going to be? What did you think it was? Some sort of science set... I thought, so 100%. Or like a telescope or something? A telescope, yeah. Maybe I was telescope. thinking a telescope. No, I thought it was a gun. Yeah. I didn't have any idea. But I, I was do like, feel like 
if you and they it is in this movie which hasn't happened yet in this mm-hmm. movie he does go hunting with him more than once yes right. so the impression you get is that he has done this throughout his life at which point 12 does seem like an appropriate age to me however a person who has again. never hunted however, <laughs> if your fa- if if i was going to buy a gift for cross and john oh no 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 it, yes then we would not, not buy Timmy's yeah. birthday is Here's next month. We would not buy him a gift that Jessica said, no exactly. that. If you have taken but, your kid hunting at least twice in this movie, you're not <laughs> upset about this kid getting a gun because I guarantee you that kid's cracked off some rounds when they've been hunting. This is not a new thing to him. Not only does he understand guns, he respects guns. And no way that those parents be upset Also, about and it. the father... This is Hollywood bullshit yeah. they shoehorned into the it movie did, it because they're anti-gun in California and fuck those communists. And, well, and, also yeah, it does the, seem weird. and also the father seems like a reasonable gun owner and he locks up all the guns right. like in an actual... So there would be no way that this guy from fucking Kansas would not be okay with his son who takes hunting they to get a gun. Needed, they just needed This it. was just a Hollywood have to push the message. Yeah. Wow, John got real mad about that. But because I'm tired it, of them having to shoehorn. It did seem This odd. did not fit in the movie. This and It took you out of the movie because it doesn't fit with anything else that happens. Well, Brandon says, I'm 12 years old. And Kyle says, uh, no, you're still a child. Brandon gets very serious. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. And Kyle's like, um, what did you just say Do to me? Do you think you have some weird mind control power? <laughs> Brandon slams his hand on the table and all the video games and stuff cut off when he does it. And he says, give it to me. And uh, his dad's like, okay, and we're done here. <laughs> Kyle gets pissed and says the party's over. Tries to snatch up Brandon, but Brandon won't move and he can't move him. And then he just explains, okay, look, you know, we're out of here. And the mom, ex- you know, apologizes. He goes, full Dinkelman? Yeah. <laughs> After and somebody. the aunt's like, we're really sorry. Because, and the uncle and the dad are like best friends. Why would you buy him this if you knew that it was a no? It should be. That's the other thing. If you're going to buy your best friends or your brother-in-law's kid a gun, your nephew, you bring it up. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the person well, who buys you a gun. And I'll talk to him first. Go, hey, is this cool? I, but like, for I'm any hate. other reason that he already might have it. Right. I guarantee you, this would have been a conversation. Yeah. This whole scene but sucks big head. I feel like nuts. the person that buys your kid a gun is you. Yeah. There's that. But too. still, old fuck knuckles here would have knew about it. <laughs> well, at home, Tori and Kyle discuss Brandon's be- uh, birthday behavior, but chalk it up to preteen hormones and compare it to what they were like when they were teens. They say assholes. Miserable little Sneaking bag of out, puke. partying, and such. Tori says the difference is her parents knew what she was doing and didn't give a shit. And she doesn't want that for Brandon. Kyle suggests that maybe they should all go camping this weekend and then they can and then they begin to hibbity. And divity? They don't get the divity. No divity? Mm-hmm. We'll see. We cut to Kyle and Tori loading up the pickup for the trip. Brandon is uh, early <clears throat> eating breakfast and his mom tells him to make sure he brings a warm jacket. Brandon ignores her. Kyle calls over to him, Did you hear your mother? No answer. And he's just sitting there chewing. His dad walks over, leans down, and realizes Brandon is uh, in another trance and chewing on his fork. And it's damaging the fork. Now, see, this is where we are both witnessed the fork. <laughs> it's time to compare notes. Mm-hmm. We need what to... What weird shit have you seen? It's, first of all, <laughs> it's time to tell our kid. Because now something is changing and we need to discuss this with him. 
But the so one he's making him. Crazy. I mean, apparently we should have told him when he was seven, but now he's twelve, so we need to tell him. <laughs> Drop the but ball on that. We need them to talk and compare notes about the weird things that are happening because that's what they would do. Even though Tori, it seems like Tori loves him more than Kyle. Yes, that's not true. Which she's very protective of him. Which I don't like. Actually, it bothers me because they both wanted babies and whatever. But and we didn't see them find alien baby, so we don't know if maybe she like had to convince him to take alien baby. I would think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want an alien baby. <laughs> well, like I'm thinking about now. Is it from Weird, weird Fork thing <laughs> is reminding me of ah oh shit, the movie with the steam and the girl with the spoonies. Yes, Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh-huh. The girl. And yes. Her parents were both very much aware. But and they weren't they, afraid of her. They, they, they like talked to try to, her. to avoid it and have her pretend like she didn't have those weird powers. But everybody knew. <laughs> yes. And they talked to her about it and was like, look, we know you're special, but it freaks other people out, so you need to keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, upstairs, Tori grabs Brandon's jacket out of his bedroom, but notices something uh, sticking out from under his mattress. She's not allowed to look at that. <laughs> she pulls it out. Well, she wishes she didn't. <laughs> well, no. This is where you you just put that back, and then you say, Kyle, I found something under the mattress. You might need to check that out, but I'm not allowed to look at that because I'm a woman, and that's a boy. And you just don't, moms don't need to know. Fair. She pulls it out, and that's Kyle true. Dads can in. check that out. Moms can't. Write that down. That's true. Stack of picks. First are models in bras and skimpy outfits. Kyle thinks that's funny. But then as they flip through, the next ones are anatomy diagrams and surgical layouts. Which is not Tori okay. says, ew, you really should have the talk with him. Now, I'm, She's like, is this normal? He's like, no. No. Also, I was also you, and I was like, what kind of talk do you have when you find that? And she's like, maybe we should have the talk. And you're right, it should be the, hey, you're an alien talk. But also, there's more than one talk that needs to happen here. A lot of talks. Male alien. <laughs> They're slacking. There's the like talks. four talks that need to happen. There's the sex talk. There's the you're an alien talk. There's the, what's. Uh, are you hoping for a career in medicine talk? <laughs> we, we hope. That's what you want. You're not a Are you a killer? secret serial? Like, there's four <laughs> talks that need to happen. And the talk he does have, we'll get to it. <laughs> well, we cut to camping. Uh, Mom is starting a fire. It's okay to play with it and touch it. <laughs> Dad and Brandon touch are out what? in the woods. Hunting. Hunting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brings up the talk. You're getting older. Your body will change. Your interest in women will become more intense. Etc. It's okay to touch it or play with it. What's that? <laughs> Your penis. <laughs> penis, penis, penis. Is sex, vagina, vagina, sex vagina. isn't about organs or body parts, and it's okay to give in to your urges. You should give in to them whenever you feel like it. That's not like, true. That's bad advice. He's like, like <laughs> right now? No. <laughs> not right now. But whenever you feel the urge. No, when you're no. alone with your door locked. What he means is. If you need to beat your meat, go beat your meat. Brandon's <laughs> like, so I can go stalk women I want to? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they he, missed it. Yeah. We he was not He was not clear that he was talking about roughing up the suspect, <laughs> nice. not stalking the neighbor girl. Is she Whacking the neighbor? Tallying the whacker. But <laughs> as boys who may or may not have gotten a sex talk from your dad, as a dad <laughs> sex talk, how would you rate this? On a scale like, of like a 1 two? to 10. Like a 2? 
I got two. Like, is is this good advice like, or bad, mean, advice? bad did advice? It give, did it give you any quality information? It's not. It, it ends up being bad advice. Mm-hmm. It's not really bad. He's just like he his heart was in the right place. He just didn't know what he didn't, to relate. He didn't confirm it. You have to confirm yeah. that your that your son knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. When anything, I mean, I'm telling you, but mm-hmm. whenever. It's important. You have to make damn sure that he knows what you're saying. Like, well, it's because not he obviously okay didn't. All my kids are grown. So. Rough up the suspect. All my kids are cats. So. In class. So. <laughs> I assure you. He's or in the that. library. Or, you know, where yeah. people can see you. Where it's normal you have urges and you can rough up your suspect yes, but- with your door locked. Yeah. Which, and I'm going to tell mom, start knocking. You're going to have your, what did they call it in Transformers? Your um, fuck your special time. Your Sammy Sammy time or feel good time. (laughs) Sammy special time or something. I don't know. This is the reason why Cross closes his door so that he can play video games without John complaining about how loud it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Sure. And maybe there's other things. But I always (laughs) knock before I go in. I can clearly hear him playing video games. I'll always knock, and I wait for him to answer before I open that door. (laughs) That's that's fair. Yeah. Don't walk in on anyone. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. That's that. That's just. I was up late reading the other night, and Cross got a phone call at eleven thirty, and I almost got up and shut my bedroom door because I didn't want to hear that. (laughs) I didn't want to know what that was about. Hey, Cross, stop having your girlfriend call you at eleven thirty at night. Mom's still up. You up? (laughs) Yeah, mom is. So that night, what you doing? Cross had a girlfriend. (laughs) That night, Tori wakes up. sees Brandon's sleeping bag is empty. We cut to Caitlin, the girl from Brandon's class, in her bedroom sleeping. Her laptop, be- laptop begins to play music. She wakes up and closes it. <laughs> I was very it. upset by this whole scene, by the way. She wakes up and closes it, shuts the music off. First of all, if I'm her mom, how does her mom not come in when that music plays? It's loud. <laughs> well, mom's tired. She works at the diner. That's true. The Hardys? She's a single yeah. mom, works real hard. <laughs> Those are kids that never stop. We, we never see a dad. Well, I guess, yeah. We do never see it. And I got to tell you, if I'm freaked out because I think I saw someone in my room, you know who I'm calling? Dad. I'm not I'm calling mom. I'm calling dad. <laughs> not, dad's not well, there. Well, although in my house, I would still call mom because dad wasn't there. But <laughs> See, exactly. Same in thing. In my that's house, how, dad. That's and, how you know. Oh, but that's who you that's, call dad. So that's how you know. Oh, there's my no God. Dad she didn't catch dad. the clue. She's a single mom, works real hard. She's fucking Reba. <laughs> There's no dad. Because mom, mom, mom. That's coming anyway. Some people have two dads. Well, they just have one lady did. But uh And oh that girl from she had two honorary daddies and a biological daddy. And I close it. Mary rat. Keeps making noise. Well she closes it. And I'm leaving my room. (laughs) She goes to turn it back in bed, it opens back up and it plays again because he's moving it. I'm leaving. (laughs) But it's your room. Make him leave. Um, (sighs) Then she realizes her window is open. I might take my computer with me so I can leave it on the other end of the house. (laughs) Some weird shit is going on. (laughs) I think I got a ghost. Well like a three minute baby? In between the curtains, Brandon's standing there, leering at her. She's screaming. Oh! Well, he's not. I mean, is he leering at her? Yeah, he's, he's just leering. he's just staring at her, I mean, being okay. a creeper. Totally. But it's leering. not. It's, he's king it's not leering. like a leer. It's more like it's a creepy dead eye stare. Is Which is I a leer. Isn't he it? does a creepy stare. You know what the word leer means? So, I think leers are more suggestive. Like, hey. You didn't see and his... he was more like, I want to see what your insides look like. <laughs> of her. 
No, like I want to rip you open like an anatomy drawing. No, no, not no. I want to beat them guts up. No, that was a. Uh, I want to kiss you all over. It, it looked more dead. No I want you to. Again. I want to kill you. Not I want to love on you. Like it wasn't. <laughs> To be fair, this is a 12-year-old boy. He probably isn't going around leering at people. So maybe and, that was his he's idea. He's a weirdo. He might want to cut her open and then beat those guts up. Oh. I don't know. I mean, that's true. Facts. We don't know. All right. He's an alien. So her mom runs in. But, how they get down. But Brandon's gone. Mom thinks it was probably just a bad dream. Because that's what bad moms always think in these movies. Well, that's what you would think if your daughter Why said would you Brandon was in my room. I came running. I checked. I see no sign of anything weird. Shut the window. Yeah, close your Let's window. Let's go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you would expect you wouldn't expect that there would be a twelve-year-old boy hiding in your daughter's room behind a curtain. No, and you checked behind the because curtain because she said nothing. there was. She was specific. It was this kid. Not there was just some random creeper there, which I might believe before I would believe it was this kid from school. You know, like. Mm-hmm. She was very specific. It was this person, which makes me think that it is more a dream than if she had just said, I don't know, it was a man. Duh. Okay. Kyle and Tori search around uh, the campgrounds for Brandon, and he suddenly appears. Says he was just taking a pee. We were so worried. I mean, I got how to go. (laughs) Which, it makes sense that they're worried, though, because they saw, because he's been sleepwalking. Which, Mm -hmm. if your son starts sleepwalking, you know what you need to do? Tell him you were sleepwalking. Even, talk number five. You, you were sleepwalking. Oh my god, I've been sleepwalking. You've been sleepwalking. So, what's crazy? You disappeared from the, the tent. Different... Oh my god, mom, was I sleepwalking again? This is. Mom, a... I was sleepwalking. You were sleepwalking. Yes, you were sleepwalking. If I'm a crazy alien so boy one, that wants to murder point. everybody, this is a great excuse for all the weird stuff. I'm sorry, I was sleepwalking. Well, the next day, Tori goes to talk to his aunt, Marilee. I'm going to start doing that while we sleep. You're going to wake up, and you're going to have my hand going across your face. And you're going to be like, would you stop it? But like, oh, I'm sorry. I was sleepwalking. You were sleep creeping. I, I was sleep showing archery. You know how it goes. When you sleep, when you show an archer people. But she talks to uh, Aunt Marilee about Brandon's behavior. Yeah, Marilee. Marilee says, uh, what, she says, does, she, does he need a specialist? And Marilee goes, why? Because he talked back to his dad and because he's got weird jerk-off material? No, that's just puberty. <laughs> I mean, but does she know that it was anatomy drawings or just weird jerk-off? Could you bring yourself to tell your sister that you found mixed in with your kid's jerk-off material, like, open Open stomachs? Yeah, this is a question. Could you? I I mean, Carly would. Carly would. But it was a woman. (laughs) And you could see all the blood and the guts. (laughs) We're back at the ranch. It's evening, and Kyle is looking up. Uh, Brandon's uh, locking up Brandon's birthday present in the gun locker. Mm-hmm. He hears chickens rustling and grabs his rifle to go check on it. As Kyle he turns, the wolf is back. As Kyle turns the corner, he sees Brandon's there staring at the chickens in another daze. Um, he tries to talk to him, but no luck. But finally, Brandon awakens and answers him, and they go inside. They all go to bed, but just before dawn, Kyle is awoken again by chickens uh, screaming. He runs out. He uh, runs out to the pen. Only this time, the chickens are all dead, and the coop has been torn open. Uh, they're like feathered. They're like. He gets Tori and brings her down and says, "Look," and then she goes, "Oh fuck! What kind of animal is this?" And Kyle explains, "Look, it's not an animal. I think Brandon did this." And he goes, "She says, uh, baby, a wolf can't." Or he goes, "A wolf can't tear the lock." 
door off its hinges like this. And rip the chickens apart. And she goes, yeah. but our 12-year-old son can? Anyway, And, and Tony goes, to also maybe you say, a wolf would have eaten, eaten a him. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks like, like he tore them open to And see then she's like, but our 12-year-old son can? And then you come back with alien baby. You come back with, I watched him eat a fork. And did I show you our mower? It's on Mars. <laughs> we don't know if they know about the mower, I don't though. Yeah, well. Later at school, the PE coach is doing a trust-building exercise. It's kind of weird with kids. They fall and catch each other in this weird circle. Caitlin's there, but she's creeped out by Brandon. She says, ew, gross, and yeah. lets him drop. Yeah, and he eats and shit. And then she and says... And then she calls him a pervert in front of everybody. Which is... And the kids laugh. Which, which that okay. is a real big accusation to make to a twelve-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Now he should not. First have of done all, all twelve-year-old boys, but kind that of is kind of justifiable. <laughs> so he deserved to um, retaliate. Now this was excessive. <laughs> I'm, I think not, yeah, I'm not far. saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it's excessive. <laughs> it was excessive. <laughs> but, like you don't want to throw a motherfucker out the window for touching your wife. Well, the, the teacher and like me. okay, so I so called this home. kid. <laughs> I mean, I didn't just say, ew, he's gross, he's a boy. I said, he's a pervert. And the teacher says, you have to touch him or you, or you fail. fail. Wow. Now, if I think I that's called, a lawsuit. <laughs> if I'm a 12-year-old girl who called a boy a pervert, I think somebody's going to yeah. ask a little more questions. Yeah. Nowadays, yes. If this was like a movie in the 80s, no. But nowadays, She's going to oh, get yeah. called into the office and have to explain herself. If the Why coach she is worth his salt, pervert. he would yes. And that. someone else is going to help him. That's up. a very specific accusation. It's not... He's gross. He picks his nose. You're or not whatever. gonna ma- and you're not gonna make her pick him up. You're gonna say, "Well, you need to apologize for dropping him." Yeah. And then right. we're gonna go have a conversation about why you think this kid is a pervert. Yeah. Because if something has happened, mm-hmm. exactly. But what he does do, is he says you're gonna help him back up because that's fucked up what you did. And if you don't, I'm gonna fail you. So she's like, "Fine." And she goes and hands her hand down to him to pick him up, and Brandon crushes her hand. For all it's worth. He does it like all slow and menacing. Yeah. Like he made the choice. <laughs> oh yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a, oh, I didn't know it was Superman. My it bad. Wasn't he on crushes a whim. it and breaks the fucking It wasn't an wrist. accident. It was Oh no, he did that on purpose. To keep going yeah. once it hurts and keep going and keep going. Yeah. Keep yeah, that's why I said, this girl. That's why I said it was excessive. Yeah. <laughs> didn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. She could have retaliated by kicking him in the dinkus. <laughs> It's a good movie. So, well, in the principles... She deserved a little something. Not this. No. Should have called her like, a, I don't know, you tally whacker girl. I don't know. Get something more, cooler than that. He could have called her a cunt. Whoa. Be like, you're being a bit cunty. <laughs> in the principal's office, all and the I'm parents... And I'm putting my boxes of bush. All the parents and the sheriff are there. You can have none of my white widow super cheese. Caitlin's mom wants Brandon kicked out of school and in handcuffs. He's an animal. That's also understandable, but She's excessive. Yeah. Sheriff is like, uh, no, thank you. I'll handle it how I handle it. And the principal says, we're going to give him two-day suspension, and uh, twice a week he's going to have meetings with the school counselor. That's his aunt. Which she says, his aunt, that's fucked up. And they're like, well, she's the only counselor, yeah. so we don't really have a choice. This is a small town. She says, he was in her bedroom the other uh, whatever day. And he's a fucking weirdo. And Kyle's like, no, we were camping 30 minutes away. There's no way he could have been in there. And they go back and That's forth. a fair assessment. There's yes. no way anybody would say, like, oh, well, he was in her bedroom. Or, well, only her saw this. She didn't really get a good did, look. You didn't believe her at the time. You didn't think, you thought she had a nightmare. But now you're saying, oh, no, he was in her room. Yeah. To justify anything for her daughter. Yeah. I get it. I just. 
I mean, she could have said, well, she thought that he was in her room. It creeped her out. She's well, he been, was 30 minutes away. Yes, but in her mind, he, he was there. Look, yeah. she's been having nightmares about this kid. I think he's done something to her, and now he did this. All that would have been better explanations, like but wouldn't help them. The much. better choice. Wouldn't it help so, them. Tori zones out while this is going on, just staring at Brandon through the pane of glass. Um, you get the hint that she might be, maybe she's seeing something going on. She snaps out of it when Caitlin's mom said, we don't even know who psycho, who's Psycho's real mother is. Tori hears that, and she says, I'm his real mother. And if trash-talking a 12-year-old son, my 12-year-old son lets you sleep better at night, then you're the one with the problem. Although I'm sorry about your daughter. And she leaves. Which, I wouldn't have been that cool about it. It does I'm seem... Like, oh, we're going to throw some mud now. I it's got It's very you. clear that Brandon knows he's adopted. Yeah. Everybody knows he's... that a, talk out this, of the six of them. Which you think... I mean, because they just showed up with a fucking baby out of nowhere. I mean, they had to. Which, I'm glad that that is a thing that they... Like, they're not pretending that he's their real son. Yeah. But you think that when he's old enough to understand that he's adopted, that is when you have the alien baby talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we know about your real parents. They sent Nothing. you in a spaceship. <laughs> I would have played Superman for him, like, it's a lot like that. We back, don't know if you can fly yet. Back home, Tori and Kyle are getting dressed... Or getting undressed for bed. Kyle says... My dad would beat my ass. And Corey says, well, this is a little bit beyond uh, ass beating. But she does have a confession. The other night, he wasn't wandering around downstairs. He was in the barn. Kyle gets a scared look on his face. Well, did he find it? Tori says, no. I don't think he knows what's in there, but he's being drawn to it. Kyle says, look, he looks like, so he looks like us and he sounds like us, but he is not us. He's not one of us. You have to understand that. He's never been cut. He's never bled once in his whole life. He's never broken a bone or even bruised himself. And now he's hurting people. We may have to figure something out. Brandon's in bed. Um, the barn is glowing red again, calling for him. And he starts speaking the alien language back in his sleep. Take is what he keeps saying. Tori's up looking online about meteorites that crashed around uh, the time that Brandon was found. And uh, Brandon wanders outside to the barn. Uh, snaps the lock off the uh, doors and uh, opens it up and the red pulsing light he goes into a deep trance repeating the alien language and begins to float like you do Tori sees the light outside the barn and runs over and she sees Brandon hovering he begins to translate take the he got two words of it his mom screams and Brandon falls but he falls through the he what falls is, into is the it, hole. Like a basement or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. He falls down into this basement area. This under lower the barn. level of like storage. They, almost like they built a shed over, over where it. it fell. Maybe, yeah. Well, no, because they say they found him in the woods. It seems pretty clear. That might have been woods at the time. But I I think they brought the ship back with him. Like they I went and shit out it. It's not that big, and he's got... You don't know what the density of that metal is. That shit could be heavy as shit. He's is there air? farm equipment. <laughs> he probably... He has heavy is machinery. Is the sun up? <laughs> but... Put it on the left. If, I feel like it's probably like lower storage where you would store extra feed for your animals and stuff like that. It's possible. It appears it's made of electricity. This is Kansas. They have basements. His mom screams. Brandon kind of wakes up and falls all the way down... Uh, bouncing kind of off of his ship and when he hits his ship it cuts cuts his hand open uh, Brandon's scared he's never been injured before his mom hugs him and comforts him 
and he asks a question. Who am I? She sighs. You're our son. Well, what is this, and where do I come from? Tori explains, you're our son, but you are also different. After me and your father were married, we prayed and prayed every night for a baby. And uh, to God, the universe, anyone that would listen. And finally, someone listened. You came here in this ship. We found you in the woods. Uh, I know this is a lot, but we love you. And we know that one day you will, you will do incredible. And this is cool because this is kind of the same speech that Pa Kent gives um, Superman in the original Superman movie. Clark. But he cuts off instead of him being loving about it. He cuts it off and runs. Brandon loses it. Runs in the house and starts smashing all the family pictures saying, you lied to me. Um, the dad walks in like, what the fuck is going on? And Tori tells him what happened. Mm-hmm. Brandon runs outside in the rain, uh, repeats the, angu- the alien language over and over until finally he gets the last word. It's world. Take the world. His eyes red flash red, and he unleashes a laser blast from his eyes and screams. He flies to, Kate- to Caitlin's room. He's brought her, brought her flowers. She is absolutely terrified. He says, I would be too. He says he just wants to talk. He says, um, Tonight I found out who I am. I'm very special. I wanted you to tell. I wanted to tell you. Now you're one of the only people in the whole world that knows this. But one day, everyone will know. My mother says that I'm. She says my mother says I'm not allowed to talk to you anymore. He goes, Well, I'll take care of that. And he's gone. And Caitlin sobs in her bed. Yeah, because the crazy murderer, the crazy weird kid, loves her. Caitlin's, Caitlin's mom is at work the diner the place that we were at earlier with the birthday party mm-hmm. um, she's alone closing up she hears a noise and turns all the windows are filled with um, it's like a condensation and there's this weird it's basically like two bees put back to back with a line through the middle or maybe like a sharp infinity symbol but it's all over the windows and this is what Brandon has been drawing we've in seen him books. been doodling it which yeah. I gotta say, you see kids do this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, we all we all did the weird S, but it worked for me. Oh, yeah. But the weird, you know, the BB Brightburn—that's a cool ass. Brightburn super- and Brandon Briar. Doodles on my notes. Superhero. Yeah. I'm not much of a doodler, but <laughs> the lights flicker and then explode under oh, above her. Shards of glass impale her eyeball. <sighs> Elaine couldn't watch this, but it was ah. fucking awesome. Dude. Oh my god! No, okay, it was so rather unpleasant. It was yeah. once I saw the shard in her eye, and I was like, "Oh, I can't watch that." And then she looks she around. Goes, she goes to pull it, and I'm like, "What? No, no, don't pull that out. You Elaine can't pull that out." Next, because she covered her eyes. Yeah. No, I know. I, uh, I will uh. say, I did like the effect of the way the blood yeah. came out of her eye. I thought that was a nice touch. I did not need to see the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool that it was a shard sticking straight out of her eye, and when she looked, the shard moved around, too. I was like, ugh. I mean, I know they it's CGI, did some but cool stuff it with it, but, but I didn't need but it. Then from the, <laughs> but then the, the cool camera trick is now, from now on, from her POV, half of the screen is red because Which it's blood Which was of all the blood in her eye. And she keeps... She keeps seeing Brandon. Uh, he's got this weird mask that he's made. That's kind of like a kind of like, like a wasp, wasp. Mm-hmm. and he wears it. And he keeps it's kind of supposed to mimic that wasp that um, sends its in the science class. Yeah, and he keeps kind of flashing all around the room and getting closer to her. 
Uh, she freaks she out. She doesn't have any idea who it is, just that somebody's there until she covers the blood eye up. <laughs> yeah. And then she had to do it with her hand because she couldn't close her eye. I guess if it's bleeding, I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know. I've never had a bloody eyeball. Well, no. I mean, I don't know. She yanked the glass out of her I don't think I'd have but done that. I think you'd call the doctor and be like, yeah. I don't know what to do. But she <laughs> runs and hides in the freezer. Yep. Which also you, you don't want to do. And Wayne's like, oh, great. Now you're going to be stuck there forever. I'm like, this is modern times. Ever since like 1920, they've had that button on the inside. You just push it and it opens I up. I'm just going to let her freeze to death. Uh, no, you open the door wrong. from the inside. It's it's like, it's not hard. Yeah, but he could have sealed it with his laser eyes. But instead... But he I, I thought he was going to let her freeze to death, but that's not what happened. But instead he goes and he cuts, I guess we'll call it heat vision, whatever. He cuts, for lack of... Laser horror, eyes. His laser eyes, he cuts the door in half and tears it off the hinges so and then just grabs her. What if that'd be a good superhero name? Laser eyes. I mean... Better than taser face. Way better taser face. Taser face. But if you shot some sort of electricity out your taken. eyes, then you could be taser face, and it makes sense. <laughs> but if you don't have any powers, taser face is dumb. Let's watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2. No, we're going to watch Avengers. Okay. It's a better movie. The next morning, Brandon comes down for school, and he seems to have a whole new attitude. His parents are very nervous, but are a bit relieved. He's like, I thought about it a lot, and everything's cool. At the diner, the sheriff and uh, has this, has a little group of deputies. They're doing like a homicide check, uh, surveying the mess. Caitlin's mom is missing, and the freezer door is melted in half. But the... <laughs> they're like, it doesn't look like a robbery. No, it doesn't. There it like was a... money that went a flying, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's all accounted for. But the sheriff sees. But it might them. be bloody. <laughs> sees one of the symbols on the glass and writes it down and takes a picture of it. But there should be blood everywhere, but whatever. From the eyeball. At least. At school, Brandon is in counseling with his aunt. She asks how he's handling this, the news that he's adopted and all this other stuff that's going on. It's fine. It means I'm not from this dumb place and that I'm superior to everyone. And she goes, well, don't you feel bad that what you did to Caitlin? He's like, meh, sometimes bad things happen to people for good reasons. She tells Brandon that, look, we have to have this talk. And I have to report to the sheriff on how you're feeling. That's something I have to do by law. She feels like a shitty counselor. Yeah. Because she's, she's like threatening him because he's not having the emotional response that she wants him to have. Yeah. Instead of trying to actually counsel him or... And I don't think I would tell the 12-year-old boy, well, if you're not giving me the correct answer, so you need to give me the correct answer, or I'm going to tell the sheriff that you're a fucking creepazoid. This is her nephew. I will say, I did not get that vibe from this. I, as a 12-year-old, I... You're 12-year-old? No, when uh, I was 12. She wasn't... I got sent to therapy. And one of the things they told me straight up, that there is no patient client confidentiality when you're a child if i feel like i need to tell your parents something then i have to tell your parents um so and she is not a therapist she's a school counselor and those are not the same thing she doesn't (laughs) tell him that until after she finds out he doesn't seem to have any can't prescribe drugs so she doesn't say it in a way that seems like she's concerned for him she says it in a way like you're creeping me out, and uh, and like she's angry at him. There's, she's I, a bad it could counselor. just be she's a bad actress. And it for me, I'm thinking of it like when 
when my nephew went to the school I worked at. And multiple times, his classroom staff couldn't handle him and brought them to our class. And I had to take him out in the hallway because we're not part of this school. We have kids mm-hmm. in here that could be dangerous to you and this is not safe. And I had to say, look, Timmy, this isn't okay. Like, <laughs> whatever you're doing, it's not going to continue to fly and this can't happen. That's to me, is like saying, look, real talk with you just now. You're now getting older and you need to have a little more responsibility for yourself. And I care about you and I want you to be successful. And this can't keep going or shit's going to get ugly. <laughs> That's the impression I got from this talk. Look, well, I mean, my job is to tell them what you said. And I feel like you understand what they're looking for. <laughs> That's the vibe I got from it. Well, I got the vibe I got was this is the city of crime. <laughs> but like... As a person who works with troubled kids, it's like... I think you need to bring in uh, <laughs> old Pep. Old Pep. Old Pep. Pep. Especially Pep. if you what know that they exhibit some impulse control or some ability to recognize their impulse control. And you say, look, it's not really cool, dude. <laughs> you may have ruined a girl's hand. I just feel like the tone of it changed halfway through and got real weird. Mm-hmm. Like, she should have been... I feel like they just... Maybe it's just a poorly written scene. Maybe. Well, we cut to guys' night. Kyle and his uh, brethren are, and two other dudes are all playing pool. <laughs> one is, <coughs> I'm sorry, one is talking about what, the diner and, and asks, well, jokingly, well, maybe Brandon did it. And Which? Kyle, Kyle says, dude. Whoa. Yeah. That, what does that say when your buddy jokingly says, your kid kidnapped this woman? What? Yeah, what other red up. flags are been here that they even think that's okay to joke about that? Mm-hmm. Well, they're that's all That's not all... But no. No, I know. And it's kind of... It gives me... What's that movie? Fire in the Sky, Weird Small Town vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, he says, dude, that's not cool. And the other guy says, he crushed her hand. Yeah, but like it's gotten around town like, what's going still- on? 12 and not kidnapping grown women breaking a girl's hand is a little different than track than laser using some sort of blowtorch on a refrigerator door to a freezer door um the other dude says well hey what is going to happen because of that and kyle says i don't know suspension and there's probably going to be some lawyer coming after me his brother says um well that's you know he's got a bolt Kyle's a little bit nervous because he's been drinking, but it's, at the end, Kyle says, look, I'm good, Mom. The, the brother-in-law <clears throat> says, I'm good, Mom. Yeah, Noah, sorry. Tori grabs some Chinese food for her and Brandon and heads home. She calls for him, but no answer. Brandon's at his aunt's house. She's having some wine and doing laundry. The lights flicker, and we see outside he's floating with red eyes glowing. This bothered me, okay? So she takes the laundry basket into her room, takes one shirt out of the basket, folds it, puts it in 
the dresser, then goes back into the other room with the rest of the laundry and folds it in the other room. <laughs> what the motherfuck was that? Look, people do things a little different in Brightburn. You ladies are gonna have to lighten up on. Also, I was like, Pooh so what are you doing? Yeah. She's Pooh Bearing it. She's she totally has Pooh underpants on. She, uh, did you see underpants? I just seen underpants. And I, I made a comment about her outfit with her big socks and her big T-shirt and nothing in between. And then I was like, actually. That is something I would wear to bed. <laughs> you, wear your big t- you wear your underpants and your big t-shirt, but then your feet got cold, so you put on socks. put on socks. But you put on pants because then you'd be hot. I wear, but, my, I wear my big underpants. And but nobody t-shirt. folds laundry like that. <laughs> She's poo-bearing it, and that's just important. If you fold it directly in the bedroom and put it away, you leave the whole basket in there. <laughs> so she has a motion detector outside with a light, and it goes off. Then there's a knock at the front door. It's Brandon. He wants to talk. He says, look, um, you can't like, talk the to the sheriff. How the fuck you get here in the dark? He <laughs> says, you can't talk to the sheriff about me. Like, ever. It's bad for me. It's bad for my parents. And it's very, very bad for you. She she's says, like, look, uh, this is inappropriate. You need to go home. my job. I don't have a choice. <laughs> goes, Are you threatening me? Yeah. He says, okay. And she goes, well, be safe, sweetie. And he goes, you too. She should have been like, let me drive you home. You're 12, and you live six miles away. (laughs) She's been drinking, so I might be like, let me call your mom to come pick you up. Or let's come in and talk about this. (laughs) You don't want me to talk to the sheriff, but you didn't show any remorse. So are you feeling bad? Like, are you? why don't you want me to talk to the sheriff? Is it because you feel bad? You mean like a counselor? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. But she's a crazy person no, because of how she does her yeah. laundry. <laughs> I think I found Elaine's least favorite character. Yeah. Well, the back. Roger lo- hater. Look how she does laundry. <laughs> you see those underpants. The backyard lights come on again. She goes to check out, check them out, but they're like broken and fucked up a little bit. So she texts her husband, says she's going to bed and turning the ringer off. First she's like, Swing Brandon, in. is that you? Now, but he doesn't answer. Because maybe he left through the yard, like. He, of course, is in the house arrived. because she left the door open when she went to fuck with the lights. And that's how you get bugs. <laughs> yeah. Bugs don't seem to exist in movies. There's wasps in this one. It's just one of those things that people be like outside, and like in Predator. No bugs. Yeah. <laughs> there would have been some bugs in there. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, in the trivia, and people there goes the trivia talks open. about all the leeches. No bugs. Yeah. So Noah comes home. Uh, he kisses uh, Merrily. She's asleep in bed, and he gives her a kiss on the forehead, and then he goes to brush his teeth, where he finds Brandon in his, in his closet, and is like, what the fuck? He snatches Brandon, grabs his hood off, and drags him outside to his truck. What are you doing? Why are you hiding in my closet, you little creep? Which, yes. <laughs> well, what he, what he says is, he's like, he's like, what does he say? He goes... Something like, what are you doing? He goes, in your house? He goes, no, in my closet, you fucking weirdo. And he snatches the <laughs> thing off of him. Like, like you what are you doing? In the house. Yeah. And I would be like, huh. And he likes <laughs> And he goes, are you going to tell my parents? He goes, fuck yeah. He goes, you should not tell my parents. And he, he puts his wasp hood thing back on and flashes his eyes red. And then he throws Noah into the garage door. He jumps up and, ju- and runs to his truck and peels out. Brandon is flying after him. Smashes the side of the truck and stalls out. So Brandon is floating, floating in front of the car. Or he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, nope. And he panics. 
Uh, Brandon picks up the truck and smashes it front first into the road. And um, Elaine is taking a deep dive tour of raisin <laughs> nut brand cereal. When Tony told me not to watch too, I didn't yes. see any of this. So Tony had sent me a text, don't let Elaine watch the scene with the pickup truck. Yeah. I thought, I'm waiting for a pickup truck. And, and I said, said truck, Bronco. And I said, I said, well, that's a truck. I'm like, that's and I not, wasn't watching. So, and I said, I, I said, that's clearly not a pickup truck. Tony knows there's between a fucking Bronco and a pickup truck. No. no. There's no way he'll make that mistake. And then he did not say up, all that. I he did. He actually did. And then as soon as he picked up, I said, I might have been a mistake. <laughs> I might have been on the wrong he, horse. He, he doesn't, you know, he messed that off. He fucked that way like, Don't look. Don't what? look. I knew you could handle the glass in the eyes. But I didn't want you to see it. As soon this as his part, face hit that steering wheel, I was like, oh, yeah, just don't look. You didn't see it, right? It wasn't. No. I did not see you that part. See and but it's fucking once gnarly. Once he was making noise and was clearly not immediately killed, I just wasn't looking up Well, we don't have all. to get into it too much, but basically what happens is he hits the steering wheel and it takes this part off of him. His, his lower face jaw is like gone. Oh. His face off. So yeah. his tongue's. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It it's, looks like a Beetlejuice. Uh, he thing. takes his face oh. off. Like, and it's not as cool as you think. No, it's really. It was pretty. For the this. only word that I could use is gnarly. Yeah. But then Brandon reaches over to him, and his uncle's like, you know, like, are you gonna help me or something? Wow. And he's like, no. And he just sticks his finger in the blood and takes it, and then writes his little Brandon symbol on the ground and leaves him to die. Brightburn. So then Brandon comes home with no uh, shirt on. Shirt on. His parents are call, like calling around everywhere. They've been freaking out because he's been missing for hours. He it's makes like up a at night. lame excuse about playing soccer and being bullied, and they don't believe it. <laughs> and he says, "Well, my shirt got all messed up." And his mom's like, "Oh, well, give me the shirt. I'll clean it." He's like, "No, no, no. I got it. I got it." And then he runs upstairs, and Tori and Kyle are looking at each other like, "What the fuck?" Kyle's <laughs> like, "He is clearly lying," and yeah. she's like, "I know." But yet they don't go talk to him. Tori goes, I know, we need to talk to somebody, get a specialist. And he goes, and say what? Here's our son. He's he's a space alien in a crash ship. We found him in the woods. What do we do with him? He goes, no. He's not wrong. So Kyle goes to sleep and has a dream about the night that they found Brandon. Only it's weird. Like, Tori holds him and he, she starts bleeding all over. And then her eyes start bleeding. And then... Brandon, baby Brandon, jumps on him and tries to eat him or some shit. But uh, he wakes up to a phone call. It's his sister-in-law. Um, sister her husband is yeah. dead. Noah. Noah is dead. It's her, it's Tori's, it seems like Mar Marley and Tori are sisters. Yeah, you just figured that out. Okay. No, but he, this is for our podcast. Listeners. But it's his brother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. So there was an accident and his face was mangled. So maybe, see him. maybe he swerved to miss a deer. Um, and also, by the way, Brandon came by. Um, Tori and Kyle try to talk to Brandon in the morning. Which, this is what I would have been. Brandon was at your house? Mm-hmm. He did not tell us he was going to your house. Why was Brandon at your house? I know her How'd husband just died, but you think she would have said, well, he came over to talk to me about talking to the sheriff, and then he left. Yeah. You think, on. Like, you think she she was distraught. They could have got information on her. <laughs> She's going to be babbling. Yeah. Uh, so, it's the next morning and it's breakfast time. Uh, Brandon comes downstairs and uh, Kyle goes, um, hey man, uh, how are you doing? He's like, I'm okay. 
And then um, Tori goes, well, look, you know, just prepare yourself. But Noah died last night. Your uncle, he's, he's gone. Okay. And then he keeps eating his cereal, I guess, maybe oatmeal. <laughs> and she goes, do you understand what that means? Like, he's not going to be back. You're not going to see him again. And he goes, I feel like you want me to cry or something. <laughs> and then finally his dad goes, okay, fuck this. I, we know you were at his house. Anything you want to say about that? Do you know what happened? He's like, no, I loved Uncle Noah. And Kyle grabs him and says, uh, starts accusing him for everything. He says, no, no, I think you know what happened. I think you killed Noah. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, Brandon tries to leave, but Kyle steps in front of him. And uh, Brandon shoves him, and he flies into, it's like a china cabinet or something. Yeah. Smashes mm-hmm. it all to hell. And Brandon goes up to his room um, and jumps out. Uh, uh, jumps in the shower. And then while in, uh, while in the shower, Kyle goes up there into his room searching for that torn shirt. And he, after a while, he does find it. It was hidden. And he takes it to Tori. He shows it to Tori and goes, look, there's blood on this. This is Noah's blood. And she's like, what are you talking about? You don't know that's Noah's blood. You're just trying to push this off on Brandon because you let Noah drive home drunk. He crashed, and you're pushing your guilt off on him. He's our son. And she goes, no, he's not our son. He's some shit that we found in the woods. (laughs) Then we cut to the sheriff. Uh, There's a news report that's on. Still looking for the missing waitress, Caitlin's mom. And he's going over the two files side by side on Noah's car, and he notices the little bright burn symbol on the ground also the bright burn symbol at the diner i feel like you want to say something i feel like kyle thinks that brandon killed noah kyle knows brandon is an alien baby <laughs> this is when you call who the x the fbi <laughs> she was gonna say the x-files i was gonna say the x-files but that's call a, the x-files but that's when you call the fbi that's when you call the government right because you know you have you have proof of alien baby, and you think maybe it's now evil alien baby. And they got a room full of guys just thinking shit up, and there's a room true. full of guys just backing but, them up. I can't. But I can't. This no. is the point when you have when you try to report it to a higher authority, <clears throat> right? Because you are well, when Tommy Lee Jones and, and Will Smith show up, it'll make sense. But, my problem with the whole thing, because I I think the same way. My problem with the whole thing is is. It's their son. Yes. I don't know what that's like, but I imagine that it's it would be tough to turn your son in, or daughter or whatever into the police or authorities because you don't know what they're going to do to him. Even, you know, he is he has been your son for 12 oh, years. Oh, I know what they're going to do. I him. have, I yeah. have <laughs> final thoughts. Ever seen E.T.? Okay. Part like of my that. problem with yeah. this, I, part of the things <clears throat> I have a problem with this movie is I feel like it happens in too much of a condensed time period. Hmm. Um or they conveniently skip certain parts. I feel like the turn to evil should have been more gradual, mm-hmm. or there should have been more warning signs. Mm-hmm. And maybe there were, and it's a movie they can only show so much. But, um, but I do feel like if you are convinced that your son killed Noah, then this is the time. And he has not been referring to him as our son. He's been referring to him a cup more than once as that thing we found in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's disconnected. Which he's disconnected. She's not disconnected. She isn't calling anybody. And that's perfectly understandable. And it's very understandable that she is not disconnected. I totally understand that. But he has disconnected. Also understandable. This is when you call the government. Because you know you have evil alien baby. So when you start to disconnect and you're sure he committed a murder and he attacked you, you call the government. But... 
Even you, if they just think you're a crank call, you got to get that word out. But are you going to lose your wife because of that? Am I going to lose my life because of Alien well, Baby, though? I know. That's the thing. It's, it's a tough situation, I think. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm just saying. So Noah's going through old baby. These another question will be answered, too. Noah gets the... We, we seem to think Noah gets the idea of what he's going to have to do about all this. Kyle. Not Noah. Not Noah. Noah. <laughs> Not Noah. Not Noah. Kyle. They all have weird names. And like like, like white Kyle. dude names? <laughs> Kyle is going Kyle through is old... Kyle is not a good name. Yeah. We could have done something better. There's something like, wrong with Kyle. There's lots of Kyles. Like Todd or Tucker. Well, Kyle's going through old baby pics and knickknacks that he's gotten over the years from Brandon. And he knows he has to do what he has to do. He tells Tori that he's going to take him out to the woods and bond. He brings his large rifle. Tori kisses Brandon on the forehead. So Brandon and his dad go into the woods. Back home, the sheriff stops by. He wants to talk to Brandon. Uh, he's Brandon's out of town. So he shows Tori the pics. BB, Brandon Breyer. That seems like Brandon Breyer. She goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, well, can I come in and look around? Nope. nope. And I think um, you need to get off my land. I'll say, I don't look at the symbol and see BB off the bat. Right. I mean, if you told me, oh, okay, I can see that. What I see is like two diamonds on top of each other with a line through it. It does not immediately scream BB, Brandon Breyer, to me. I'm like, that's I think, kind of a stretch. I think it's some small town gossip, maybe influencing yeah. the sheriff. And here. we know that she and saw the symbol earlier when he was doodling it, and yeah. she saw it over his shoulder. So she's seen the symbol, yeah. Yeah, and it is familiar to yeah, her. Yeah. Of course she lies to the sheriff about it, but the fact that he came here because he saw two bees in the symbol, I was like, whoa. Oh, that's kind of a stretch. I mean, he's also got to tell the town that he can't find this woman and yeah. that and now I, something else is I understand you saw the symbol at both the, scenes, yeah. so now you have to recognize that these are connected yeah. events. And both these. a little these, And I could see how she... This is one of the things. He's still only a 12-year-old boy. If he was 16... It would make more sense that they suspect him of murders. Mm -hmm. But he's still just 12. It's very hard to... And he's small. He's not like a really big Mm -hmm. kid. He's a small kid. He's a skinny, kind of, you know, average-looking 12-year-old boy who hasn't really gone through his puberty yet. So it seems unrealistic that they would without more connection, without more evidence, just based off the fact that he broke this girl's hand, and she, obviously, if a 12-year-old boy can break her hand, they've got to think she's got some kind of bone disease. Um, but, <laughs> but it just seems like... Mr. Glass. It, it's, it does seem like a stretch, although I do did see the BB yeah. pretty quick, because... That was a very long explanation. Why can't I talk? I, I loved it. It was very detailed. I, I so. like it, too. So Tori, after the sheriff leaves, Tori rushes inside and runs upstairs, and she sees that symbol all over Brandon's shit. Uh, Brandon draws or carves it on everything he has, pretty much. Yeah, um, he's not a very good criminal. But if you're a god. Mm-hmm. At the father-son hunting extravaganza, Brandon finds some deer tracks, and as he leans down to inspect them, Kyle aims this high-powered rifle at the back of his son's head from about six feet away. Tori sees his drawings. He's drawn pictures of, of himself killing Caitlin's mom, of him smashing his uncle, pics of him shooting eye beams into the world while everyone screams. Not a good look. A pile of, de- of dead bodies, too. There's like a pile of corpses. Yeah. Take the world. Yeah. Pile of it. 
Rattle bodies. So Kyle. So many tasty treats. Kyle. Uh, Kyle uh, tear rolls down on his cheek and he fires the round smack into the back of Brandon's head. And Brandon grabs his head like, you motherfucker. Brandon turns around. And I'm like, that's not going to hurt him. That's not going to hurt him. You know it's not going to hurt him. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. He's never bled in his life. (laughs) Nothing has ever hurt him. Hey, what made you think I'll this was going to work? I'll refer to you to watch Big Trouble in China again when this, the seer and demon was mm-hmm. there and Jack Burton shot it. You never know till you try. I mean, you're right. You're so right. Kyle is terrified and loads another, loads another round. Brandon disappears. Mm-hmm. Kyle runs. Brandon disarms him and blasts a hole through his head. He says, I'm sorry, as if that's going to make up for trying to shoot your son in the back of the head. Right. Like, you coward motherfucker. You tried to to make me go the way the dodo bird by behind. Tori goes... You did it to my sister in the back. It was a very... It was a good scene, though. Like, you could see how sad he was and how upset he was, but how he... Like, you you could really feel the emotion that Kyle was going through in this scene. Yeah, you could really feel the love tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna gonna die away. Tori calls Kyle. Um, she's flabbergasted because now she's got all the pieces she needs and lays everything out on the cell phone, but it's not Kyle on the other end. It's Brandon. And she says, where is your dad? He's gone. What do you mean gone? You, you know what I mean. Well, where are you? I'm home. Says, I'm home. We see him floating like 30 or 40 feet above the house, and he crushes the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Brandon begins wrecking the house, flying through it. Tori calls 911. Brandon smashes through the house again. The sheriff gets the call and spins around and comes back with uh, some help. On more than one occasion, John has said, this is not a job for these people. They are very <laughs> ineffective. We need Stony. Stony. Yeah, I don't even know if they Stony can do it. Shady Brook. Shady Brook. Shadow Brook. They took on fucking Dracula. They did. They didn't win, though. They were ballsy, but... But this, day. but you know what? When, when he calls, it, when he turns the car around and he goes there, I'm like, you need to back up. Yeah, something. You need that tank from Dragnet. I don't think that will help. Mm-hmm. It's better than Superman. Yeah. You, you better call Batman? fucking Batman. Yeah. Or the Avengers. That's what I said. You need to call Batman. And John goes, I don't think there is Batman. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, even though they do make reference later on. Later, during yeah. the movie, they mm-hmm. they like, drop hints of all kinds of other characters. Mm-hmm. The sheriff and a female deputy get there and see the house is jacked up. Um, something keeps hitting it and taking off, moving too fast. Sheriff walks up the stairs and says, don't worry, Tori, you're safe now. Bam. Red mist. Yeah, that was... So the last thing went through that guy's mind was his ass. Yeah. It was Brandon. The female deputy tells Tori to go inside and hide, and she tries to call for more backup. Like, that is going to work, but bitch. But the radio is... There are you holes have no other in thing. the house. You have, no, you have no other training. You have no idea what to do. So you Run go by, to the car. You don't panic. You go with what you know. Um, the radio is crackling real bad, um, so not sure if anyone heard it. She sneaks around with a shotgun in the house. Brandon sees her and smashes and snatches her out of the house smashes her repeatedly against the part of the roof of the house crushing her and then um throws her back onto the ground she is now quivering bloody sushi tori hides under the bed uh we see the boots brandon boots float around the room looking for her um luckily he doesn't seem to have x super hearing or x-ray vision um tori yet yet Tori hides by hanging out a window, but then she slips and falls. 
And then she remembers the ship cut him. Brandon continues to fly around wrecking shit. Um, and I think, I think it's, he's torn about killing his mom. Like he's doesn't want to kill her. So he's kind of just showing off and fucking around. Like, but, that's a special line to cross. You kill yeah. your mother, that's a special line. Yeah. Like, there are... Everyone else is kind of threatening him. There is no way to go back from killing yeah, your mother. she's always taking care Because you will do anything now. Yeah. If you kill your mother... Mm-hmm. Tori goes into the basement or whatever of the barn, and the ship, she the, sees the ship. She finds a loose piece of vibranium obtanium. Vibranium obtanium? And mm-hmm. hides it in her back pocket. Uh, behind her is the dissected diner lady, Caitlin's mom. Uh, Tori begins to call to Brandon and then does the whistle. He answers back with his whistle and then appears behind her. She tells him that she loves him and that he, he still can be good. And she takes off his mask. They both cry and hug. He says, he does want to do good. She says, I know. And she says, you'll always be my baby boy. She raises the shard and tries to bring it down, but Brandon snatches it, snatches her arm, and takes it out of her hand. I was real upset by this. <laughs> that he sna- that she, like, I expected the movie would end, she would kill her son with the shard. Yeah, of course. Like, earlier, when the dad took him, and I'm like, you can't shoot him, you need, you need the spaceship. Yeah. You need a piece yeah. of the spaceship. Did you make spaceship bullets? <laughs> but he didn't. Spaceship no. bullets. But I expect, he's fine. Come here, puppy. Is he? <laughs> the table might tip over. He's running around the room like he's fucking Brightburn. I kind of <laughs> feel like if she hadn't made a point to lift it all the way up, she well, might have gotten away. With my it. thing with it. If you're hugging somebody and you lift your arm all, it wasn't like, like she just out. went a little out to get him. Yeah. She went. She lifted all it up like it was. A defense, uh, <laughs> what you do is you let go of the hug and, and then you put your arm around like you're gonna say, "All right, come on, let's go, son." You pull it and go, "Kaka." Yeah, I thought. I would this. think, or you and he might slash his throat kill you while he's dying, and that's just the risk you're gonna have to take to save the world. But you don't. I mean, she was all slow about. It. I'm sure he felt that. If we're hugging and I take one of my hands off you and yeah, lift it all the way up, the way up. <laughs> you're gonna be like, just, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Pulled it across his throat as quick as she could. But either way, you see the ultimate betrayal in his eyes. That's it. He grabs Tori, smashes her through the roof of the barn, and keeps flying upward. She did try to kill him first. Right, so she caresses his got face one more time, and then he drops her. And so he watches her fall. Then an airline, uh, airline, uh, he sees airliner flies. I thought flying. it was going to be a spaceship. More of his people. Uh, a plane is, <laughs> so a plane is flying right at him, and I, I kind of understand the pilot going. I kind of thought the plane was going to hit him. And he was gonna die. <laughs> oh. No, I didn't. did not happen. I thought I here thinking. comes like Zod and the rest of the guys. You know, <laughs> I kind of thought he was gonna get hit by the plane and die, and explode. Because so then we cut to the police rescue and news. They're everywhere now. Apparently, a passenger plane has crashed into the Briar residence, killing everyone except a single boy. In the wreckage, we see a large chunk of hull that has a little Brightburn symbol on it, drawn in blood. Then as the credits roll, news reports show an odd figure, Brandon, floating over the city, randomly destroying different parts of Kansas. And then he moves on to Nebraska, spreading death and destruction and leaving his little thing, symbol, cut into the ground. Um, then a disheveled news host, Michael Rooker, reports on Brightburn. But then he also says a month ago 
Another person or creature has attacked ships in the ocean, overturning them. And finally, there's reports of some kind of woman, witch woman with a magic rope strangling people. Wonder Woman? Yeah. The end. And so I was a, like... Wonder Howard? Woman and an Aquaman reference. But evil versions, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but how are you... Now all the news is going to find the spaceship... And well, did they? Are they? Caitlin's they, dead mom in the barn. <laughs> unless, unless he got rid of it, he could have thrown that shit on the moon. Mm, yeah. Now, he, now he knows his only weakness. Why wouldn't he throw that shit to Mars or something? You know, that's his only communication with his people. Well, there's that. You'd have to hide. Can it you put somewhere it somewhere else. in the uh, Arctic. And, and <laughs> well, put a I don't know, maybe they'll call it. You know, put it somewhere in like ice. They'll call it maybe yeah. a fortress of um, of uh, uh, a loneliness. Yeah, fortress of lonely too. Loneliness. <laughs> What did you think? John. Hey, I get the gold. Stop it. First. My favorite character was real hard. Mm-hmm. I was like... Uh, That's the hardest uh, question in this movie, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go with the uncle. Noah? Sure. All right. Uh, my least favorite character was both of his parents because they were <laughs> fucking morons. And both they, of his parents. Yeah, it was a tie. They were, they were both shit. Um... My favorite uh, scene mm-hmm. is when he first realizes he has powers and is like flying. Mm-hmm. And he's floating there over the, um, what you call it, a little spaceship. And his mom's like, oh my yeah. God, Brandon. She's like, oh, he's bad, Superman. Um, my favorite line, I don't really have one. <laughs> There's not a lot of like There's not a lot of really cool lines. It's like, it's mm, pretty basic. I'm going to go with no. My favorite line is no. All right. When he slams his hand on the... Sure. Mm-hmm. Give me my gun. Sure. And my favorite tertiary object is his cape blanket. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets out of bed and you see him like wearing the red cape. So he's like, oh, see what I mean? And I will may bay this. Mm-hmm. If they make a sequel, it'll be a yay. They were making a sequel when COVID happened yeah. and it kind of fucked everything up and then James Gunn got kicked out of yeah. everything Hollywood yeah and so it kind of fucked everything up and they said that after the suicide squads and the guardians are done they'll look revisit looking at it and see if they can't do a second and a third but I enjoy this enough to where I don't regret watching it but it's not enough didn't do it for you they didn't they didn't cover enough for me they left too many holes mm-hmm. Carly all right, I'm with y'all. And the favorite character is Crapshoot. I went with the aunt. <laughs> Close. Uh, um, his, his dad was in the running for me until he tried to shoot him. And I'm like, you know, that's not gonna work. <laughs> you tried to shoot your kid in the back of the head. You're, you're you know, you're gonna make the least favorite character list just for that. <laughs> and then mom tried to stab him. Like, all right, well, shit. <laughs> well, my least favorite character was Brandon. <laughs> Now, we can talk about this later. Was he being controlled? I don't know. Because he kept coming out of trances, and then he was like, I want to be good, but then he'd get trance and fucking kill people, and then he only attacked people that were fucking with him, in his mind. I mean, we see the bigger picture. But he's a 12-year-old boy that people keep betraying him. He went to say hi to the girl, now he's a pervert. You know, he went to, well, my mom said you can't see me. Well, fuck her then. You know, like, these are betrayals... I mean, obviously, big picture, he's a fucking psycho, psycho but 12-year-old boys are psychos. <laughs> <laughs> this one just Fair. can lift the car. I don't know. 
My favorite scene was when he was flying through the house. Like blasting through a back door? Yes, mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. Um, it was scary. That's horrible. <laughs> My favorite line was um, when they're fighting with Caitlin's mom and and she says, we don't know what psycho is his real mom. Um, and basically his mom says, I know exactly what you meant. If trash talking a 12 year old child lets you sleep better at night, then maybe you're the one with the problem. Um, or the one that needs help or whatever she right. says. Um, and my favorite tertiary object was Michael Rooker. <laughs> and uh, I'll also maybe it. I'm Aww. not gonna wanna watch He's it like, again. All right. okay. I we'll think take it was interesting, and I enjoyed like seeing <laughs> the other perspective of the other side, but I don't need that gore. <laughs> you mean? And the, the horror of it. <laughs> Did you have a favorite tertiary object? Did I Michael Rooker. Oh, Michael Rooker. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. It's a good one. I heard you when it went in one ear. <laughs> one ear right. out the rubber. This is what my... Main problem with this movie is, is that I think it takes place too quickly. Yeah. So he, we see this happy kid, and he seems like a fairly well-adjusted kid, a little nerdy. Maybe he's bullied a little bit at school, but this girl likes him. He doesn't. And then all of a sudden, within the space of four days, he's an evil murdering, which, and he does look. And John said his favorite scene was when he discovers his powers, but I don't know that Brandon ever really understands his powers oh, because sometimes it. it does look like he's being possessed, mm -hmm. and and sometimes it looks like he's completely apathetic. Which you should you showed him as well adjusted, but now you're showing him to be emotionless. I feel like there needed to be we need to see flashes of this beforehand if he turns completely evil at twelve. Or it should have started at 12, and maybe the story concluded when he was 13 or 14, or, like, done things to show more passage of time, mm -hmm. because... Because we see, like, two weeks. We yeah. see, like, two weeks, and it seems like that's a really quick time frame for someone to change this much, because... I mean, I guess it's nature versus nurture, mm -hmm. but if he's not always evil... Or if he slowly, I think it'd be more interesting if it was that slow turn to, why do I have to care about you? I'm clearly superior. But he doesn't even seem to understand how superior he is next. They're not evil enough. So that's my overall kind of problem with this movie. My favorite character is the dad, Kyle. I think he responds. Your favorite is, character is the dad. He, yes. He's got balls as big as church bail. Okay. I, I feel like he was had the most realistic reaction to shoot him in the back of the head. His alien baby. Alien baby got a go. Um, yeah, but he felt really bad about it, which I I felt through the <laughs> yeah, I was looking about it. I just felt it was an interesting character. You shot me in the head. Yes, and it was ineffective, and he should have known that. But at the same time, he just think his son killed his best friend. My least favorite character. I mean, Brandon seems like the easy choice, <laughs> but I actually really hate Erica, the wait the waitress mom, mm. a lot. I the just feel mom. like the mom. way that she came it's at so this twelve year old boy. Granted, her daughter, like just this, the way she comes at him seemed like she's really a shitbag. Yeah, and I'm just and not here for that. The fact that he's adopted. 
Yeah, like and some inbred psychos kid or something. And like two days ago, you, you like yesterday, you didn't believe your daughter that she saw this kid, but now like her reactions just seem not quite right, and that just bothered me. So I'm not, I'm not on Team Erica. Well, thank you. She didn't mm-hmm. deserve what she got. Right. That's upsetting. But <laughs> my favorite scene is the end credits with all the news stories because I kept expecting him to die. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually expect him to and live. He won, baby. And seeing. Like, he kills his mom, and then and I thought, okay, well, the plane will kill him. But that didn't happen either. And then he's, like, sitting on the back of the ambulance eating a cookie. That's pretty creepy. And then you see the news stories, and you see him in the sky. And I was like, okay, that's a really great ending. Mm-hmm. I'm really on board with that. Plus, I was glad the movie was over. <laughs> but to be real, my favorite line, I, it was really, really hard. I didn't really have one, but if you twist my arm, then I'm going to go for um, the the end when Michael, the big T is his name, yeah. the conspiracy theorist. And he says, they're all out there. They're all waiting, and they're going to eat a fucking breakfast unless we get our shit together and do something. <laughs> Which, I they're mean. They're going to eat a breakfast. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to eat a breakfast. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object is the weird cow painting she did. Nope. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. I was like, why is there... Like, I thought she was doing kind of more abstract, but then there was a cow, and I was like, that's weird. Favorite tertiary object. It's not like... this. We don't get the impression this is a dairy farm. This... <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I don't know. Well, you have I to don't pick one. ever want to watch this again. Okay. I don't... It's really creepy and gross, but that doesn't... Make a decision. It was very scary, but it was interesting, and I think it. Oh my was, god! I'm, I'm gonna give it an A. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. I, you could have took your time. Saying, it was scary, <laughs> but it was interesting. I thought you were waffling between because sometimes show yay movies yeah, of Tony's that you think know. are good, even though you never want to watch them again. And then you said nay. I was like, oh, I didn't see that on the table. <laughs> Forty-five minutes later, but you know they did she this, but then there was a cow. Wrong with that. I don't know. I guess I'm going to put a nay because I just... That's not wrong with that. I didn't write the movie. You're not hurting my feelings. I know. It's not what I want out of a superhero movie. Even an evil movie, I still want it to be a little more lighthearted. Okay. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. My favorite character, I also thought Kyle. I liked Kyle because the whole time he he could separate himself from the situation. He was like, look, this kid's got to go. Because he's, he's hurting people. And, you know, I thought that was cool. My least favorite character is Brandon. I feel bad for him, but we don't really, like you guys are saying, basically, we don't really know what Brandon is. Is he a human, or is he, can he pull his face off and he's some kind of weird wasp monster? <laughs> that would have been like, a good we don't, live. Yeah, we don't really know what his deal is. He seems to be a nice kid, but then shit goes bad. My favorite scene is when the dad shoots him and he kills him. I thought that was, that was pretty ballsy for the, the movie. I thought that was well done. Yeah. The way he just like laser eyed at him and then you saw it come out Blow the out back and his hand fell. I thought that was And and cool guy. It wasn't gory or gross. What his name what's his name was really good in that scene. I really believed he was scared to death. He's like, I'm I'm gonna fucking die, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he was I, really he's good. a good actor. Good actor. <sighs> My favorite line is when when he <laughs> Kyle and Toya are talking. She goes, well, maybe he needs a specialist. And he's like, what are we going to say, babe? This is our son, Brandon. We found him in a fucking spaceship in the woods. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny every time I heard it. And my favorite tertiary object is the mask that he makes. The creepy thing that's going to give me nightmares? I'll yay it. I think it definitely has problems. It's a smaller, independent film, and it's not 
the best movie ever made. I thought it was interesting, though. I did want all of you to see it and to hear what you thought about it. And it was not disappointing. <laughs> so that's that. All right, so please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at unmoviepodcast on Instagram at unmoviepodcasttalks. And you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tune in next week. Well, you could also. You should tune in next week. On on the the podcast for Carly's Carly's pick, pick. we are going to do the very first request I ever got. Way back. The tank movie again? No. Before that, when we first started the podcast, we put out a call to our first Facebook friends to see if anybody had any requests. And there was one. Okay, and what was it? was like, it? I don't know if I can even find that movie. What movie is it? It's called and Evils here. The Hunt for the Wilder People. What the fuck is that? It's oh. from 2016. No, uh, is there a, can we find this movie? Yes, it's on Netflix and Tubi. Maybe. For the wilder people. I've heard of it. Never seen it though. Who suggested this shit? Uh, a friend that I knew growing up that you guys met at the gym, who has since become a firefighter and had a baby. <laughs> I do believe he recently has been selling some gym equipment on Facebook. <laughs> Well, shit. Gently used. So, anyways. This movie sucks, I'm calling him. way, way back machine. He requested it. It's a Taika Watiti film. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) It does not make it good, actually. No, it doesn't. Mm, I don't know. What has he done bad? Um, that Jojo the Rabbit movie. Oh, I never saw that. I don't know. But I know he did Ragnarok. It also has like a 97. And he does uh, What We Do in Shadows. Mm -hmm. Well, piss off, ghost! (laughs) 